I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bring up uh, one of the most incredible partners a new CEO of any company could have. He's a member of our board. He is a... Um, legend in the industry as the ex-CMO of Facebook and HP and Visa. And this panel and podcast that we're doing today was his brainchild. So Antonio Lucio. Hello. Good morning, everyone. So today we're going to do something rather different for Can, which is we're going to talk about something that is not marketing or diversity or sustainability. We're going to talk about work-life balance or work-life integration, which is a conversation that more and more people are having on the sidelines, in dinner tables, and over, over the phone. After the pandemic, I've been working with a lot of companies, and uh, that's the big conversation. We, we went through the pandemic. We survived the pandemic. In many ways, the, the pandemic taught us a lot of things about ourselves, about the family dynamics, and... Um, and now we're back, and now we're trying to figure out what is the right way of dealing with work and home so that we can deliver against both our professional goals, but more importantly, our personal and community goals. So today we have a, a, an amazing panel of uh, very successful people where both partners um, are working in our industry. And we're going to be talking about how they do it, what are the challenges, how do they manage life work. So we don't have all the answers, but hopefully we will be able to provoke very interesting conversations. So why don't we bring our panelists over here? Come over. Every, everybody likes each other, so everybody wants to sit together. Anyway, so um, to, to, get us, to get us started, why don't, why don't you guys introduce yourself, who you are, and what, what you do? Why don't we start with you, Steven? Steven Wolf Pereira. I am the hype man for Antonio Lucio. We do weddings, bar mitzvahs, pinzanieras, all types of events. He's also the CEO of Encantos, which is a learning platform for bilingual kids. Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian Jackson. I'm the head of e-commerce partnerships at Google. Nice to see you. Thank you for coming out. Hi, everyone. I'm Thomas Renice. I'm with this guy. Um, I was a former CMO at, at Uber. Currently on sabbatical. On sabbatical and loving life. <laughs> awesome. I'm Nuria Santamaria Wolf, Director of Strategic Audience Partnerships at Meta. My focus is engaging our partner ecosystem in social impact work. Hi, I'm Harry Kargman. I'm the founder and CEO of Cargo. And more importantly, I am Jill's husband. 
No, I was, I'm your plus one. I'm losing my con lion's virginity today. So, um, and I just landed. Forgive me if I'm very slow today because I haven't slept, but thanks for having me. Hello, and I'm Laurie and uh, Barga, so African name. And uh, I am the head of marketing for Southern Europe at HP. And my plus one, because we have a dual career, is not here today, but is really existing and taking care of the babies. <laughs> Excellent. So why don't we, um, why don't we get started? Um, what are the biggest challenges in having a dual, very successful careers at home? Why don't we start with you, uh, Steven and Nuria, and then we'll pass it on. I mean, I think the honest answer, we have two young kids, a four-year-old daughter and an almost seven-year-old son. And so the most important thing is like, how do we get that done in the morning, in the evening, like just making sure that we are able to support each other as we're trying to raise a family. And, you know, sometimes she may need me time. And so I need to take care of the kids and vice versa. So I really think that work-life balance, you know, it sounds great in theory, but when the rubber, you know, hits the road, it really is how do you really find the time so that she could have her time, time for us, and then time for the kids. Yeah, absolutely. I think the can you guys hear me? Yeah. There we go. Uh, I think one of the biggest challenges is making sure that we're spending enough time on ourselves, on our work, on our kids, and together. And sometimes the together part seems to fall to the bottom of the list. And it's only when we're reminded that nothing works if the together piece isn't there. Uh, and ultimately, you know, we're partners in life. We're partners in business as well. Um, but he's also my biggest champion. So anything work-related, he's my go-to man. He's also my head man. Thank you, baby. Um, so just reminding ourselves that that is a really key part to making it all work. Thomas and Brian? Yeah, I mean, for us, we were actually not just two career households. We worked at the same company for a decade. We worked at Google together. And so that was a matter of actually removing work from life. That is not talking shop at home, you know, figuring out how do we actually not bump into each other at work and sort of maintain our own identities and sort of be actually independent in that way while supporting each other because we actually could speak the same language about Google and the workplace, but not letting that take over our home, uh, which I think we, we handled pretty well. I mean, we actually ended up at a conference, this big sales and marketing conference for Google one year, and we got separate hotel rooms. Because I mean, you know, Vegas is so big and you was going to be on one side, I was going to be on the other. You're like, you know what? You get your own room. I'm going to get my own room. I'll see you back in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> The secret to happiness really is <laughs> distance. <laughs> makes, makes a heart grow fonder. That's exactly. I just want to know, do, do you guys say, hey, Google at home? Or is that just too much? Oh, Any devices? Steven, don't take over the conversation, please. <laughs> Allow the man to speak his truth. <laughs> well, and now that we're... the. Business travel is back on our calendars for everyone. Like that's that's a, a another layer of complexity that we have to sort out together. We don't have kids, but we have a five year old dog who we love and and you know cherish immensely. Um, but somebody has to keep them alive, and we're like both going to be uh, out of town for a while. And so now, like having that negotiation, and Thomas is on sabbatical, but we want to protect that time for him because it's that's an important investment of his time and what, um, you know, like the, the things that he wants to do as an individual. So um, it's really just managing that schedule together and opening the dialogue of how are you going to balance those priorities for the principle of fairness and, and equality. Thank you. Jill and Harry. Um, so it's, it's interesting. Um, 
my wife calls me sort of geek chic. She doesn't like understand or have any interest in tech for the most part, unless, unless I'm sort of ahead of the curve. Where so, for example, she's like, in the end of the day, it's all about being in you know linear TV, and I'm like, no, I think this Netflix, Amazon thing is going to be a big thing. She's like, nobody's going to be like watching streaming on. This was like years ago, and obviously she's like, yeah, it's sort of a big thing now. So, so like that being ahead of the curve has been helpful. But what's funny is like I'll give you one example. Last night I was at the Ad Council and I was talking to Michael Casson, and there was like all these amazing CMOs, and I'm having the best. And I get like a text, and you're like, your kids are being assholes. They haven't packed yet. I'm coming to the plane. Like tell them to like get their asses in gear, we're gonna miss the plane and I'm gonna not get to this panel this morning. So like while I'm in the middle of it, I have to take like, my phone out and like call him like, your mother's, you're driving her crazy. You've gotta like make this work. So I don't know if we actually make it work or not make it. We're sort of stumbling through life, like trying to grab those moments to effectively parent well. And at the same time, you know, try to drive our careers, you know, for growth. I don't know. I what think, about you? No, I think it's so much easier now with three teenagers. I bow down to all of you, the young parents with little ones who got through the pandemic because we shout out three kids in four years. And those were the hardest years of my life without a plague. And, um, you know, I had a whole community of other moms or my mom and baby classes and all this shit to supplement my day. And in the absence of that, I just can't imagine staring down the barrel of two years of solitude. So hats off to you. With three teenagers, I feel like it's it's a different set of issues, but I find it much easier. Those issues are like, how do I get them into Postal Malone last night while I just, all I want to do is go to sleep. And my daughter's like, who do you know that can get me into Post Malone at Spotify? And I'm like, oh my God. So that was like at least 20 minutes of my uh, life last night. Laura? So from my point of view, I think uh, one of the points is to be very organized. My past being an engineer, I can tell you I'm very organized, even in my personal life. And to be well surrounded. I have an amazing husband. I have a wonderful nanny, because I think without her, I will not be able to do anything. And I have wonderful parents, too, because I think a big of the credit is sometimes, you know, I ask them to rescue. Last time was last week when my husband and I were traveling, you know. It was like a call to daddy and mommy, and mommy but... I think one of the secret too is a lot of respect, you know, because you cannot succeed without the other one. So it's about making the right trade-off in order no one have the impression that you have to sacrifice anything. And and always be, how can I say, my mom told me when I become a mom, because I have children of five and eight, you will not be perfect. And I think starting to accept you will not be perfect on everything is a very strong acknowledgement and you start to relieve the pressure and you'll start to live happy. And my children, I hope I relieved too a pressure for them. And during the pandemic, it was tough. They were painting the walls. So I discovered I have very creative little boys. But um, overall, yes, we can succeed, I think, if we are very well surrounded. And a big thanks for all the people that are surrounding you, both at your company level, but at your personal level, because I think without that, you cannot succeed. Thank you. Um, Part of the dynamic of having two very successful people in the same family is that at some point in time, someone gets a promotion and that promotion is in a different, in a different city or in a different country. Uh, Thomas and Brian, you've, you've gone through that before. How, how did you negotiate it? How did you actually sort it out? Yeah. So we've actually moved twice now um, in our 22 years together. 
Um, the first time was only six months into our relationship. We both were in grad school, ended up with jobs in New York City with no planning. And we thought, you know, we can't move in together. We've got to take this slow. Let's be prudent. Um, so we were talking to brokers in New York about, you know, two studio apartments in the same building. Um, and then we realized how much that costs. And we realized, okay, let's be financially prudent and let's, <laughs> let's bet on love. <laughs> and that, that fortunately worked out. Um, but then we moved again, probably another 10 years later. Oh, yeah. And Thomas got this fantastic. We were living in New York. He got a fantastic opportunity uh, at Google in San Francisco. And so that really brought up all sorts of questions we had to navigate. One, I was kind of just getting started in my career at NBC in New York. Um, I really was enjoying it. It was going well. And so I had to really grapple with these ideas of being a trailing spouse. Like That had never really occurred to me before. Um, I some friends here in the audience helped me with like some sage counsel about how to deal with that. I was worried about being, you know, leaving the center of the universe in New York for this tiny little city by the bay on the other coast. And it was like, that was a real struggle for me. Um, but luckily, the process took enough time for me to kind of get my head around it. And and also talk with my uh, my folks at NBC, and they were very generous about it. And turns out there's a center of gravity on that side of the country too, and so that was super fun. Um, but yeah, and then we had to move, and Thomas was out of town at the time, and I had to deal with closing two houses when he was stuck in Europe with the ash cloud. Um, yeah. So that was uh, that put a that cherry on so top of the whole move. It's like <laughs> yeah, don't even exactly. show up for the move, and he has to meet me in California. I was like, sorry, right. Right. But yeah, all sorts of negotiations. To, to yeah, but 22 years place. later, you're still here. Oh, so survive. It's, a, it's a great thing. <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, Jill and Harry, you have... Uh teenage kids. We just went through a pandemic, which put a lot, a lot of emotional strain on teenagers all around the country. How did you guys manage that? Actually, there was silver lining. What One of the things that, you know, I think careers drive is, is trade-offs. And so when they were young, it was, uh, it was hard. It was hard being at home. Um, you know, I was here every, every uh, Father's Day. Basically, you fly Father's Day. There was a couple of years where I flew on Saturday night, missed Father's Day. That's probably the hardest thing about Ken. I think we all struggle with the fact that it's timing around, you know, being a parent. And so, you know, having three kids at home during the pandemic and getting that time back with them, especially when they were a little older, you know, when they're young, they don't interact with you. You can't have conversations. They're not personalities. They haven't formed themselves. And so to have two years where all three of them were in our house and like locked in our house where we had family dinners and they weren't out with their friends and they weren't drawn to going 
you know, somewhere else. It's probably the greatest, um, I would say blessing in my life because when they were young, I missed a lot of that. You know, it was always just a balancing act to try to figure out how do you be at CES or at can or, or anywhere else. So to have them back and in our house was, was truly amazing. That being said, I almost got arrested because my son snuck. I think there was like a limit in New York city of like 15 people, like visitors in your house. And he actually had like a Halloween party without really telling us. He said he was having 10 people over 70 kids showed up because of snap maps and they sort of like ended up and I'm like, you got to get all these kids out. And so like, we got them out just as the police came and I'm like, I don't know where they came from. And I was like, it must be snap maps. And I like showed them the police were like this crazy technology. So, um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's been a, it was sort of like an interesting balance. What about you? I, I mean, I feel guilty saying this because there's like piles of dead bodies, but I, we had such a good COVID. I know that sounds horrible, but I feel like, by the way, P.S., I'm immune. Like, I've never had it. I'm licking subway poles at this point. I was in a mosh pit at Nine Inch Nails in Philly. I've never gotten it. So I think it's the red wine intake, maybe. But um, yeah, we, we had a great time. I, I was running the house with an iron fist because we were not going to succumb to the sweatpants void. And I made them all dress for dinner every night, which made them wow. balk at first. But then it was kind of great because it delineated, okay, veg and then get dressed for dinner and all that. But we we really enjoyed it. I, I really hats off to you that you got through it with a five and eight year old. But I take advice when they will become teenagers. I will try that. <laughs> Dress up for dinner. Exactly. Great tip. Uh, Steven and Nuria and actually Laura, you have small kids. How do you how do you make it work? Well, during the pandemic, it was really, really hard. Um, you know, I was on Zoom all day. Steven was on Zoom all day. We had to be in like different parts of the house so we wouldn't be talking over each other. And then our little ones were he also... doesn't speak loud at all. No, no, no. I had to push them to the garage. It's a completely <laughs> separate building. Um, but our kids were also doing Zoom school. So kindergarten, my son started kindergarten during the pandemic, and it was like Zoom exhaustion. I could see it on his little face. He was just not loving being on camera all day. Um, but I think one of the silver linings of the pandemic, yes, we also had a good COVID, was Stephen's ability to be home. I mean, his work took him, you know, traveling almost every week at, at certain points in his career and just having him home and seeing him show up as a dad in a really different way was really beautiful. So it made me fall in love with a different side of him because of that. I mean, the, the reality is, and I couldn't agree with Harry Moore, not being present when your kids are young, it, it, it's it's such a comic because you, you want to be doing your best at work and you want to kind of go everywhere, but you lose so much. And I think what we've all learned, and hopefully this is going to be one of the lessons, you know, post pandemic is you don't have to be at everything. Like it's okay. I have no FOMO. I can give two shits. If there's a conference going on, if I'm going to be able to take my kid to school and walk them to school every day. And if it's a important event, I'm going to be there. And so just prioritizing my, my family in such a a profound way. I think you really appreciate how short life is. And these are the moments that you're just not going to get back. So I feel like it's really reshaped the way that I'm going to kind of go forward with work. Laura? So I will say the world will be my children. My children loved COVID because they say we have daddy and mommy just for us. So I think they really love that because they were not seeing us enough, I will, I will say. For me, I had two phases. The first phase was really bad because doing homeschooling, managing the work and everything, a big adjustment time because it was like crazy. I realized that I will never be, I think, able to be a teacher. So I think this is a clear reality. 
but it has been yes you need to be a teacher you need to be a mom you need to be to entertain them so you have to be much more creative much more organized but at the end you have precious moments i think normally you miss and 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 you see you know and i discover new faces on my children new aspect of my husband which are all which is always very supportive and at the end it has recreated a new balance you know and something we want now to carry on so I think the ability to remote working is something very, very strong for us now, because I think going back to the old time is not any more possible. And so, yes, I think it has teach us to become better self. That's outstanding. So really rapid fire now. One thing that we should recommend to our companies about maintaining the right work-life integration. Steven, we'll start with you and then we'll go all around. So... I just cannot emphasize this enough. We need equal parental leave, maternity leave, you know, like, I mean, it is just unbelievable that in 2022, we do not have this. And so I want to have that time for, you know, for mothers and for fathers. I mean, it is insane that, you know, my wife had a baby and then she had to go back to work so quickly. And I just think, again, in a post-COVID world, I think all these things have just been reset And so how do we have that equality? And I think you're going to see companies really have that be a true perk where they can work from anywhere. I mean, look at what Airbnb did. You know, I just think all those things have to be rethought, but I would really focus on that kind of equal parental leave. Yeah. Uh, and uh, flexible hours for me. I think we've proven that not all work has to happen at the same time. And opening up that aperture for families and individuals to do the right thing at the right time for themselves and their families with elder care, child care, pet care, whatever it is, um, and manage their energy and their time on their own hours in their own way is, um, is profound. And, and we've proven that it works. Yeah, I agree. I'd build on that by saying, I think companies in defining hybrid work need to focus on the why you're bringing people together, not the when. Because if you understand the reasons we want to come back together and be deliberate, then you can let individuals optimize their personal lives and their own time to really maximize flexibility without sacrificing professional gain. And I, I think we're too focused on what days of the week. Well, not with what's the reason we have to be in person. And I would love to see companies institute programs that support people who step out of the workforce whether it's a couple of months because they had a child or they're caring for an elderly parent or for whatever mental health reasons. There's a lot of folks that have stepped out, especially during the pandemic, to care for their families. Um, and there's not enough programs that help people on ramp back into the workforce. So I'd love to see more support for those, those folks. I think um, if you look at how Zoom and Teams has transformed the amount of business travel that we had just to go and meet somebody in office where they're like, I'll meet you the next time you're in Los Angeles, the next time you're in Paris or London. The fact that you don't have to be there for like, oh, let's say, how many times did you travel for literally two meetings in a city where you had to fly early, you had to get in the night before, you had to spend, you had to, you had to spend the two days or one day, then you'd fly back and you sort of lose two to three days of your life for what, three hour meetings? Yeah. And so like, if we can be more conscious about being on video, Like, and that's the other thing is there's so many Zoom meetings where people, the etiquette is to like be off video. They don't pay attention. So you're like, oh, I have to fly there to go and meet with them. If we can be like really thoughtful about using, you know, these virtual capabilities to actually connect with people to reduce travel time, you know how many hours and days and nights and dinners that you get back in your life? It'd be amazing. I love coming together for Can. We should have those conscious moments 
where you actually make time for doing 20 meetings where it was really sort of worthwhile. But those two-day business trips to do three meetings, that makes no sense. To, to add to that, I mean, I'm not in a company, but I always say to Harry, my dad's line, you can't dance at two weddings with one tuchus. And he'll, tr <laughs> he'll, try, he'll be like an inch deep in a million things instead of deeply committing and having that human connection. And I think that's what's essential to move things forward. I love this sentence. <laughs> Is this your first we're, Yiddish? We're, we're going to need all your quotes. We're, we're going we're, we're to tweet them all out. But it's, I think, uh, it's I think now it's a book. I think you are. <laughs> it's really good. No, so for my company, I think they are very much engaged on this balance. So I think, you know, they have really worked through the pandemic. Someone was saying yes, sooner, you know, we are we have discovered we are just more than just work people, but we have a life really surrounding us. So I think for me, it will be just keep pushing on the way because I think working hybrid, balancing the work, choosing the when, the what, the why, I think is really a progress. It's part of the of the way of the company has been built. So I would say keep pushing. Excellent. So my, my request is that we need to continue to open the door for this type of dialogue. It's probably going to be more important for keeping people in your company than any of the other stuff that we're talking about. Uh, we're launching this podcast called Homework, which is we're going to be bringing couples from all sorts of sites of our industry where we're going to be, be discussing the challenges and the opportunities of integrating life and work in a more seamless sort of way. So thank you very much for attending and thank you very much to the amazing panel. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.